Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Wheel of Reads, a Wheel of Time podcast. Your hosts are Alan, Chris, and Ian. This podcast is safe for first-time readers with no spoilers. This week, we'll be covering chapters 54 and 55 of The Shadow Rising, Into the Palace and Into the Deep. Enjoy! Welcome to season four, episode 26. Um, actually, episode 92 since we started. Yeah, we're, we're marching eight episodes away from the big 100. So that's exciting. Um, and we do have some new patrons. So I got to actually talk about four patrons, uh, but we only have two new ones, but we also had two upgrades as well. So we always have to mention those. So upgrades. upgrades. So Reader Bell and Holly T, who Chris gave a, a free, um, um, was it a beanie to last time? Yeah, uh, yeah they both upgraded to uh, to a higher level, a higher tier patron. So thank you nice. guys so much. And then um, new patrons are Jim Payne and Michael. Um, yeah, so thank, thank you guys. You. Thanks, thanks. Yeah. That's it. awesome. Um, also, a couple other updates on the Twitter front. Um, we did hit... Um, 1800 Twitter followers. I think I mentioned that before, but I just wanted to highlight that. Um, actually, we're well on our way to 1900 now. So almost 2000, um, which is a pretty cool number. Um, I never thought that many people would follow us or listen to us ever because y'all make Alan feel popular. <laughs> Well, he's the only one who gets to enjoy it. Like you and I can't get on Twitter and start interacting with everybody. It just be... I have 1900 followers. Yeah, Man. yeah, exactly. Uh, it's pretty cool, um, and and it's it's humbling. It's humbling, that's for sure. And then as far as giveaways go, we did a giveaway on our TikTok. Uh, we do have a TikTok, and we did a giveaway last week. Uh, the uh, winner was uh, was given a uh, was was told today on TikTok, and that was Critter um, XD, who is actually another TikToker. I guess that's what you call him. Uh, she has actually a really large wheel of time TikTok, and um, um, she won a free shot class. So. Critter, you're awesome. We'll have you on our show eventually. Thank you so much for uh, participating in our giveaway. Our next one's going to be Instagram giveaway, so stay tuned. I have not Achoo. announced that yet, but it'll be an Instagram giveaway. And I'm not sure what I'm giving away. Actually, I can tell you guys. Let me give. Let me pull up the spreadsheets. Um, 
I love how we, like he always starts. He's like, I'm not sure. We're not I'm ready not sure. to. Uh, well, I got a spreadsheet right here. Yeah, I got a spreadsheet. Um, it's a water bottle. We're giving away a water bottle. Um, so that's what we're doing. Um, yeah. So, and we are. Yeah. So Instagram water bottle. That's uh, that's coming up soon. So follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, look, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Uh, we do giveaways in all those places. So you never know. And even on Discord. So come join our Discord because we do giveaways there too. So. Come join. Uh, we did a Discord giveaway too. I think who won that? Theisman. Theisman won a frosty mug. So nice. Um, yeah. So exciting times. Now on to personal life. Um, yeah. So I got a, a one of our trees trimmed last week. So I got like a ton of chopping wood now. So I got to get to work and chop a bunch of wood. So for my fire pit, because they removed all these giant limbs from this tree. It was actually kind of crazy. Like this, a neighbor was getting their tree trimmed. And I guess these guys are hurting for work because they came and knocked on our door. and like, hey, can we trim your trees? And like, and we actually already got quotes because we needed our trims, our trees trimmed. And um, he was just like quoted literally over half less than what anybody else had ever quoted us. So we're like, when can you start? Like tonight. I was like, come on out. <laughs> so, well, I mean, they're, they're already there. So they're already like, there. Yeah. So, already and, and I guarantee they lost money on it. Cause you were like, Oh, it only takes two hours to do it. They were there for two hours that night. And then all day the next day, <laughs> I'm oh, like, wow. and then the amount they quoted us, I did the math. They had 30, a 30 person crew working out there. I was like, even if you're paying everybody minimum wage, you lost money. There's no way they made money off us. <laughs> like, and I was like, whatever, <laughs> just gutter trees. Um, but hey, that's that's not my loss. Uh, that's your fault for not really paying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then also we got Halloween coming up this weekend. Of course, uh, by the time this episode comes out, of course Halloween will have come and gone. But um, one thing I've been working on with uh, my wife is building my son's costume. Um, which in the future I'm just gonna buy costumes because it's gonna be the coolest costume in the entire world. Like actually. Um, we're doing a transformer. He wants to be Bumblebee transform. He's four years old and we're building it. So actually when he crouches down, he turns into a car and when he stands up, he turns into a transformer. And my, my wife went all out. She like went to this guy's website that competes in like, like comic con type things and builds costumes for kids and found like a YouTube video on how to build this costume on a competition level. So it's going to be badass. Like you can't buy this kind of costume anywhere. (laughs) Like, but it's a lot of work. So I've been up, sawing the frame and putting the frame together and and gluing foam onto the cardboard and all sorts of things like that and um and trying to build his costume as fast as possible so he can go trick-or-treating for one night and we can throw it away hey that's what being a dad is right <laughs> yeah so that's all i got going on in my life right now what about you guys so i was more excited to talk about this but after you alan i don't know um I have my kids this weekend, which, uh, you know, that wasn't uh, initially part of the plan, but I have them this weekend and they don't yet, they don't have costumes yet. So I'm just going to wrap them in toilet paper and they're going to be mummies. And if mm. it rains, they're fucked. <laughs> so I guess I'm failing. I don't know. It's thanks, Alan. They're gonna have pillowcases no, 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 to put no, no, their no. candy in, and it's Happy gonna be the same pillowcases <laughs> yeah. they gotta sleep on that night. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, don't call me super dad. You know this is all my wife. Like my wife is super mom. What it really is is Alan's a husband that knows to listen when told. Yeah, my my my, my wife is a super mom. Uh, I I am just like here, cut this and do this because this is what I'm doing for my kids. <laughs> That's awesome. 
Um, so I will, I'll go ahead and say, um, you know, I've hinted at it. I, I might've told some folks already. I know Alan and Chris know, uh, but gosh, if less, listen to the last months of episodes of all the things I had going on in my life and right when things are starting to get settled, pal, uh, on the reserve side, uh, I get handed orders. I'm going to be, um, on active duty for 365 days and, you know, happy to do it. It's a great mission. Um, just on the personal life, the timing could not be worse. Uh, so the last week and a half, once I got notified, well, last week really, and then next week is just scrambling to get everything in order. You know, just bought the house, moved all my stuff in. Now the Army's packing it up, and I'm going to rent it out. Um, just all sorts of craziness going on. So a lot of bit of stress. But, like, once life gets to a certain point of crazy stuff happening and a crazy level of stress, it actually gets easier because you're like, well, this is just fucking ridiculous. It's not even worth being upset about. This is just so absurd. I'm just, I'm not even going to be mad at it. <laughs> we're just, just going to figure it out. So, anyways, um, it, Alan will probably talk to you all in the next next couple of weeks. Uh, recording days may change or I might be MIA for a week or so. Hopefully that doesn't happen. Um, I, I, until I get to where I'm going, I just, I, I don't know what the situation is going to be like. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah. At least the deployment are the activations in States. So he'll be in country, which means that there'll probably be internet. Um, but trying to figure out as far as scheduling and things like that goes, yeah. obviously we might be making some changes. We might end up taking a week off. Things like that might happen just because logistically we're trying to figure things out. I mean, Obviously, we're going to keep going. It's just a matter of uh, this next couple of weeks are going to be yeah. kind of a, a little bit of a jumble, but that's right. okay. We'll figure it out. We'll figure sure. it out. Yep, I'm still all in. Yep. Just know, Alan, if it's crazy and I get there and for whatever reason there's like no internet and I just can't do this, I'm going to just read all the books straight through. I'm gonna uh, just, uh, yeah. uh, uh, if I get disconnected from this community, I'm going to just read them all. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Chris? What's going on? Um, you know, one day I'll be a super, super listener of the wife and be creating crazy stuff for children, but nothing like that for me. Um, I know the full moon is coming or it's near cause kids are crazy per usual, but to be honest with you, it's really just been relaxed. Like it's a really nice bike ride this past weekend, uh, in the area, they have like a large number of green ways for people to bike on and just, you know, hang out. So we did that and. Went to um, the Boozy Cauldron, which is a Harry Potter-themed alcohol night. So that's nice. awesome. And, you know, now we're you know getting ready for the uh, Halloween parties coming up this weekend. We're going to one COVID-friendly, like, if that's what you want to call it, gathering Saturday night and then kind of Does that mean out. you're inviting COVID? Like COVID's oh, yeah, allowed so your friend? Like, like, come on, COVID. Like, we're COVID-friendly. Come on. Nah, we can... More like you're getting... You're getting carded at the door type stuff. Like, if you haven't had your card and you don't have a mask, then don't bother trying to And by the way, the next full moon is the the release date, November 19th. So you got to wait for a full moon. We just passed one. We just passed. Anyway, um, but no, I will be coming to Virginia just now for the release weekend. So I'll be in Charlotte. We'll be Zooming. Yeah, we're definitely Zooming. We're yeah. having our own little gathering here. Like I told you, I'm getting Chanel's entire family's excited for it. So, yeah. And, and you might have heard another voice on here just chiming in a little bit here and there. And we do have a guest tonight. So, I do want to introduce our guest before we get too much further into this. Uh, we have Call Me Nakomi, who is a YouTuber. Um, 
graciously decided I agreed to come on with us <laughs> for this episode, and we are so happy to have her. So, Nakomi, go ahead and tell us about your YouTube, um, everything about you know what you do within the community and the content Plug you create. Away. Plug away. <laughs> no, I I mean honestly, I asked you guys if I could come on. Honestly, I I've been a fan of your shit. <laughs> so um, you know, I I requested and. So, um, uh, I'm, um, I have a YouTube channel and I'm on Instagram also, um, you know, making different content and just different subjects, um, posts about real time, of course, basically. I am also creating a Bumblebee. So, um, me and your son will be in competition. Um, no, but seriously, funny enough, we are actually dressing like Bumblebees for my, for our. Halloween with my daughter. Um, nice. Yes, I do, and it makes my life a lot easier. Uh, <laughs> pro tip for everybody out there. Um, so, and yeah, life is life is crazy. You just got to live it, you know, one day at a time. You know, um, mm-hmm. I've actually it's, it's been lots of weeks that I would would have loved to drop, basically. But at the same time, life is spent basically. And you just got to do what you got to do. You know, make your you know. Um, you, Things you just gotta put to the side for family and oh yeah. So, but yeah. we should have for our um it is what it is episode. We had one of those <laughs> a while back where <laughs> Yeah. Are you gonna be like me and just and just that's... sleep and just create yeah. Choices. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well you gotta put the air quotes on there. I can see you. Choices. 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 <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah. good deal. So Let's go to some predictions from last week, and then we will jump right into this, uh, these chapters. So last week, uh, we had a prediction that Bill Doman is actually Simba, um, and Aginan is Nala. Um, <laughs> Pinch uh, uh, um, Nynaeve is Anakin. That's, that came up again, that, that Anakin Skywalker, um, that Nynaeve kind of has a dark side to her. Um, Fayil needs to get help. She needs some milk, guys. Um, she, <laughs> she needs some help. And that she's going to go... Um, that, one prediction was that uh, Fayel's going to go get help uh, from Camelin. Otherwise, they're screwed in the in the two rivers. Um, that she's actually going to leave. Because, um, I mean, you t- talked about her leaving with the, with the marriage. But, um, marriage, 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 Um And then also that there was a bunch of se- uh, theories you guys came up with, Isam and, and, and Luke and Slayer, and you guys talked about that for a while. But we, I'm not going to go through all of them. There's just a ton of them. Go listen to our last episode yeah. uh, if you don't know those, those uh, theories that they came up with, but there's a ton of them. So. Something crazy is going on there. Some, Let's just oh, boil yeah. it down to that. Some, something, something silly. Something, something silly. silly. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> So without further ado, let's move right into chapter 54, which is Into the Palace. Into the thick of it. And her icon or symbol is the two heads, which, you know, the, the light and dark heads, which we've seen that symbol before. It usually means dark friends. But yeah, so let's start right up with the beginning. So it's from Elaine's point of view, and they're on a cart. They're going through the streets. It's really, really bumpy, and they're complaining about it because every time they hit a bump, they almost like have a, like a, they almost dislocate like their fourth or fifth vertebrae. Uh, and, and um, you know, and, and Bill Doman's with them as well. And so is Tom and Julian. They're all they're all kind of riding towards the palace. Um, they're disguised as refugees for right now um, to get in. Um, just in case they get looked at, but, um, and then they have a change of clothes as well. We'll get to that in a second, but 
that's where we open up. So any thoughts from this? You get a lot of description too, going to the palace. Um, before we yeah. get stopped, before we get stopped, um, anything from this opening scene? No, I mean, that's pretty much what I commented on. Is you, you just really get a feeling of the discomfort that the ladies are going through as they're entering into the palace area, which in my mind kind of makes me think that this palace is not as extravagant as the ones we've seen so far. Um, okay. It's almost like cobblestone and, you know, riding in the back of a wagon. And clearly, you know, Tanchico's kind of like what I think of when I think about, like, the Barbados and those areas like that, like... Is it really a is it really a princess or is it really more just like this rich family put themselves in place and <laughs> you know they're they're doing the best they can running an island? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have a question. Like Nynaeve in particular, has there been any mode of transportation so far where she's been like, "This is nice. I like this. Walking I'm enjoying myself. Look feet. at the scenery. The I'm having a good time." Has she read Bella? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's what she's missing. Maybe she needs a good Bella ride because I feel like every time we start a chapter cool. and Nynaeve <laughs> is walking, riding, whatever, she's like, this mud, this carriage, <laughs> this whatever. I just, I oh my gosh, that's horrible. So uncomfortable. And if it was reversed and they had worked it out where she was walking and not in the cart, she'd be like, oh my gosh, my feet and da da so I like Nynaeve, don't get me wrong. She complains about every motor travel. Yeah, she does. <laughs> At least go. so far. Um, and she's actually jealous of Aginan too, because Aginan's like kind of cross-armed. Of course, she got her sea legs. She used to captain a ship. And, and if you know anything about sea legs, you can kind of stand it anywhere and just be fine. Um, Ian and I just got off a boat tonight. <laughs> and um, it was... Yeah. Uh, it, was, it wasn't rough out tonight, but I I've been... Say, I've, it's got to be a nice night because the weather it was. here is phenomenal. So. It's pretty smooth. Yeah, it, it, was, a good, it was a good wind. Um, we went sailing. We not racing. a lot of chop, though. Not a lot water of chop. Was, water was pretty flat. Yeah. yeah. But you get used to like being loose but steady at the same time. Exactly. Like You just keep that low center of gravity, keep your feet planted. Yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. And you just you keep that little bit of wobble to you. Yep, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So also we get the scene too, where like the guys are all uh, Tom, Julian, and Bale are arguing on who can come with them um, into the palace, and he was like, "None of y'all guys are coming." <laughs> Get giggity, giggity. I mean, giggity. yeah, that's three and, giggities. Uh, and this is also where where Aginan chimes up, says, "Well, I'll come in and help." And Nynaeve immediately is like, "No, I don't want your help." Uh, but then she makes an oath, and Elaine kind of convinces her, saying like. You know, if she made, and even Bale chimes in saying, like, if she made that oath, she's probably good for it. Like, you probably should have another person. Yeah. She definitely did that begrudgingly, but I mean, Bale tried to bring in 20 guards and himself. She's like, you know, but he, and he also admitted, he's like, they're, you know, I put three of mine against her one and they would probably still lose. So you can't do better. He's got a huge crush on her, too. Yeah, that's, that's why you can't trust his opinion on this, though. I think it's pretty obvious they're both crushing on each other. Like, what does he know about her oath? Like, how is he looking at her do her oath and be like, oh, no, this, she just did her oath, so this is really serious. That's like, you know, you go to some random country and you're like, oh, pinky swear, and they're like, why the hell would I do that? And you're like, no, if you pinky swear, it's for real, man. Uh, like, how are they supposed to feel their hand? It something. It's real. Very, you spit and shake on it. Like, Come on. Oh, it's um, DNA. Yeah, I, I think all things considered, as as fast as this has happened, and still what she knows about Sean Chan, you know, Nynaeve should still be 
I'm hoping that this relationship gets better. I keep saying that, but it is right that she's still kind of like, man, I can't trust this person completely. So mm-hmm. Bill Doman, he's just, he's just yeah. trying to get some brownie points with her. And then the wagon comes to a halt <laughs> because it gets stopped by white clicks coming in. Um, were you guys nervous about this? Cause I, mean, I remember, I, I don't really remember my first time ever reading this, but definitely I drew back to those memories of, I thought something was about to go down. After you traveled in a foreign country, you understand what's going on. Being in India, I can't tell you how many police checkpoints I got stopped at. And the guy just like looks around and then either hands him a pack of cigarettes or hands him enough denarii to buy a pack of cigarettes. Right. And then all of a sudden, those, those huge-ass machine guns get put away. The gates are opened and you're yeah. on to the next person with the machine gun. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> funny, funny story. When I was in uh, Bali, Indonesia, um, the harbor master, who was also at the customs authority there, came down because the same person. He came down to the boat that I was in, and we had visas for over a month in Bali, and our visas were not even close to being expired. And he just walked into the boat, and he's like, uh, by the way, uh, your visas are expired. Either pay us $300 a person or leave our country. And I pulled out my passport. I was like, no, the visa says, and I was like, no, 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 I don't care what your passport says. I'm the authority here. Pay us $300 or <laughs> your visa's expired. And we, we all took stamps uh, out. So we'd leave the next morning and we just moved the boat out of the marina off to the side of the island and anchored off and went right back to shore. But uh, so we <laughs> were illegally in Indonesia for like another month. <laughs> but yeah, we were like, I'm not paying you money. I'm just going to go somewhere else. <laughs> it happens. Which, which was a little hairy, too, because not being legally in the country, and then um, we had to avoid police at all costs at that point. Because then if we got caught, that would not have been cool. <laughs> um, yeah, they are. And um, a lot of places, yeah. And a lot of places. Exactly. So, but yeah. So, um, so yeah, they make it past the White Cloaks uh, without any really big incident. And... Um, and then all of a sudden, riots basically are starting to break out. Like, they haven't quite got there yet, but things are getting bad. Like, people start shouting, like, the patriarch's dead. And you can see, like, basically the, the, the three guys, their job was to start rumors around to get a distraction. Um, and it's working. They did a phenomenal job of getting that. You even hear, I think it was naive that was like, well, we got a mob outside. We got a black friend on the inside. You know, I don't know which, one, which one's worse. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and and think about who we have that's putting the information out. Um, you know, Tom is Tom. able to hit the high class folks, and we know his skills with Days Demar and everything. He's just sneaky as all get out. Uh, Bill Doman, uh, I mean, he has so much influence among the tradesmen and working class and everything like that. And uh, who's our other guy? Um, Julian Sandar. Yeah, Julian Sandar. So he's got people in. I would say in the shadows, but not to confuse that with dark friends, but like, you know, the riffraff. Mm -hmm. So they're hitting it pretty hard in all those directions. So it's crazy rumors in every direction, but in every class. So everybody's freaking out. It's perfect. Yeah. Perfect storm. Exactly. Well, and they haven't seen the Panarch in a minute. Like she's been under wraps and key. And when she hasn't seen, she's been weird. So it's like. Very believable. Yep. So they make their way into the kitchens, um, and they have ice peppers to deliver, and that's kind of like their de- their 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 con or their way in is that they're delivering ice peppers, and then they when they go back to the storeroom is when they shift or they change out into servants' clothing, 
that they've also made. So it's, it's a whole like plan that they've, they've laid out this entire, it's like a James Bond type thing that they're doing, like taking like mission impossible, like going through the clothing change and like coming back out, like, and then blend in with the crowd and yeah, complete espionage. I think it's a pretty, it's a pretty fun scene. I think they got pretty, uh, here with the ice peppers working. Um, mm -hmm. especially jumping forward a little bit. We find out that he already brought a bunch of ice peppers. So why would you risk bringing the exact same thing when now you have the potential of them turning you around being like, Oh bro, there's riots everywhere. Also, you already brought us a bunch of ice pepper. We don't need these again. Like, wouldn't you want to try and bring something new and different? So ten demerits to Bill Doman here of bringing the exact same thing. It worked out, but that's what I'm saying. They got they got a little severe in here, but yeah, I don't see it. I didn't think that at all. What in my mind, I was like, well, if you think about it, you have Tom who's getting information from, you know, the different people serving in the palace, and then you got Doman who is looking at, you know, the procurement of items, and yeah. with him being a major individual in trade, having these supplies. You know, he found out there was an influx of these peppers going into the castle. And so he That's, just capitalized on the yeah. moment. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I, they knew I, the I demand was there. I that to the men, you know what I mean? Okay. Well, you're, you're reading into it, but that's an, it works. It works with the story. Totally. <laughs> and we had a black Aja there, too. One of the sisters was. Yeah, she was playing with a kitty. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but that was kind of one of those, like, moments, like, uh. Fun. Yeah, <laughs> that's, we'll, we'll we'll give it to you. Let's do. We'll give it to you. <laughs> yeah, but um, that that's kind of one of those moments where like you know sneak past that like without getting caught because if they get close enough to her, they can just sense that there's a channeler close by. I mean, we've learned that in previous books that when Ice and I uh, are close to someone else that can channel, they can sense it. So pretty risky moves there. It's like you know playing Splinter Cell or one of those like Tom Clancy games where you have to sneak through and uh. Yeah, or, or, or Frogger, or Frogger, yeah, yeah. simplified, <laughs> make it make it to eighties. <laughs> right. Epic game Did, of Frogger. Is it Ganshi? Ganshi? What, what was her name? What was her Ganshi? name? Uh, uh, Black Aja Sister Three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I just I was at first thinking that she did actually recognize them because, like, they slide in, they change clothes, they slide out, and she's gone. Cat's yeah. still there. She's gone. So I was like, mm -hmm. huh, that's, you know, maybe our girls are in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Or it could mm -hmm. be pretty lucky and there could be some severe anything's going on here. So, you know, maybe yeah. that's you. Yeah. Yeah. And so they make their way out in the kitchen, the head of the kitchens, um, sees them and starts barking orders at them immediately, which is not in the plan at all, but it kind of works out for them. So. Uh, I like how Elaine tries to go with what she knows, um, air quote, what she knows about the servants, the way they treat her and everything. <laughs> and she does this, she does this fancy curtsy, which, you know, the, the, the lady, the kitchen there probably sees it as like this really big sarcastic F you. And she's like, how dare you curtsy? Who do you think you are? It's like chasing her out. And, you know, that's perfect. And Elaine, all clueless, be like, I don't know what she's upset about. Like, that's just what you do. That's, that's what my servants, servants do to me. I'm the daughter. servants curtsy to, to me. That's, uh, um, you know, different, did, different like, cultures, different setups. You know, you hear that word sometimes, privilege. She's showing yeah. her privilege. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So they make their way out into, I guess, the main hall. And this is where they split off. Uh, at this point, the rides are broken out. Um, distractions going everywhere. And they split off their different ways. 
to go to their their missions. Um, I think it's uh, Nynaeve goes by herself, and then Elaine and Aguinan go to try to find Amethera. But um, it didn't take them very long either. No. Like and they, we're still staying with Elaine, so yeah, let's stick there. So talk about this scene. I was say, like, she literally, like, popped up the stairs and was like, oh, I feel somebody channeling. And what's that tune? It's quite catchy. <laughs> oh, it's quite raunchy. I've got a style? lovely bunch of coconuts. <laughs> there they are, sitting in a row. Big ones, small ones. So, so what song do they have her singing? Like, let's think of raunchy songs. Are they, are they singing WAP in there? Is that what they're... <laughs> Wings and pizza. She goes for the classics. <laughs> the classics. <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> Classics with Little Kim. She goes with Little Kim songs. Little Kim. Hardcore. Hardcore Little Kim. Yeah, there you go. Yes. The level of entertainment, I I often think if I had the ability to control others, what would I do? Hmm. Like, there's like the the simplistic in nature thoughts, like, I'm just going to make this person a better person. And then there's the other side, like, we can really have some fun. <laughs> power like, corrupts. How far can you bend mm-hmm. over? Always. Yep. yep. And absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. That's like the, yeah. the old uh, philosophy debate. Was it like the, I always say it wrong. The ring of Giles, or the ring of Giles, or whatever it is. The ring of invisibility, essentially. And how, you know, everybody would always start off like, with all the cool things and good things that they would do to try and help humanity, but inevitably like it would spiral down to selfishness and mm-hmm. like, you know, human nature comes through and stealing stuff, robbing banks. Yeah. yeah. Peeping Tom yeah. stuff. It's pretty bad. Yeah. There's tons of times in, throughout history that the tensions were good in the beginning, but then once you get power and you have full absolute power, then it just spirals. Human nature takes over and Oh, what can I do with this? Let's do it for personal mm-hmm. gain. Um, and that's push it a little bit further. Yeah, you see that in in, in businesses, you see it in corporations, you see it with historically and in, in, in powers. Um, but, maybe, yeah. but yeah. So we get to the scene now where uh, Elaine bust up, or Keenan well, bust up in the door, but they go in. So let's talk about the scene. It's a fun scene. We got a little little action. It was quite gangster. I love how as they're doing this and uh, even without getting into the Nynaeve scene, Nynaeve touches on it too, they're able to weave these complex weaves. And even Elaine's talking about how, well, if there's like six of them in there, I I know I can at least do three or four weaves at once and then maybe I can distract them and still take them out. And she talks about how the weaves that she does and tying them off and everything is something only a few – people can actually do and her and Nynaeve and Egwene being one of them. So it's like a reminder of, okay, they haven't gone all the way through their eyes to die training, but with the experience they've been through, they're all really, really badass. And I don't think any of our black Aja, like they have that as their advantage. None of the black Aja probably suspect how powerful they each are individually. Agree. Mm-hmm. Like this didn't seem like an effort at all for Elaine. No. Like, there, yeah. there probably could have been four in there, and as long as she had the element of surprise, I think she could have handled business. I yeah. love the newfound confidence. Like, even though she's, like, daughter queen air, and she has just that the air about her, she didn't have the same level of confidence that the other two women had when it came to entering into the fight. But this go-around, she, like, assessed the situation quickly, 
came to a decision and was not just coming to a decision. She's very decisive in nature. She even had the Shan Chan questioning whether or not what her intentions were were perfectly on point. And then she executed, I mean, flawlessly. Yeah. She she thought through all of that really quick, and then she was like, all right, I got a plan where to go. And she just turns to again and, and is like, all right, let's roll. Mm-hmm. And that's where I kind of have to agree. Like, there's some Tavir in there. I'm going to just keep saying yeah. it. And, and, and uh, Nakomi, if, if you haven't guessed it yet or been totally caught up, uh, I've just given up on theorizing, like, you know, why are the girls not Tavir? They just are. They're Tavirin. On our <laughs> podcast, they, it just, I don't know why they're not. Yeah, we fit the definition, well. everything. On my, Anyways, on so. my YouTube channel and, and also on other shows, I've um, definitely. Um, but at the same time, yeah. is what Canada does. So, yeah. right. Yeah. So, but hey, we, we well, all we, have our own. Changing I, that, if y'all haven't seen it, <laughs> it's five of them like now. It's five. Video, <laughs> but the, the official <laughs> one just yeah, went, they said five. There are yeah, five. Exactly. I, I've said it before. I've said it before. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've said it before. Like the difference between Tavirin and plot armor is, if anything good happens to someone, it's always plot armor, unless Robert Jordan says it's Tavirin, and then it's Tavirin. Otherwise, it's plot right. armor. We'll probably change. I'm going to keep talking about it until it becomes the new truth. 20 years from now, they'll be like, of course there's a beer. And they're like, when did that start? And everybody's like, no one will even know. They're going to be like, I don't even know. I just remember people always talking about it. So I guess they are. Yeah. Hey, I'll just... so, so, yeah. So. On the, on the box. So go ahead. Go ahead. Go, ahead. go, go for it. Oh, yeah. 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 No, no, I'm just, I'm just saying, I'll be right. So my turn at the soapbox. Like, oh, oh you know, yeah. this, this, this. Yeah. I get it. Rand is the sun and Perrin and and, and Perrin Saturn, the huge gravity wells in the world. It doesn't mean there aren't any other heavenly bodies floating around trajectories and, and, and gravity around around mm-hmm. the area. That's just my t- But mm-hmm. is Pluto a planet? Because it kinda isn't. <laughs> Pluto's a planet. <laughs> Okay, that's back in my yeah. day. <laughs> back in my, <laughs> we said, um, was it my, my very ve- educated mother? Educated mother. Just, I need, I need Pluto in there to make it work. <laughs> Just eat nine. Just eat nachos. <laughs> you leave it in the air, though. You never know what she ate. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so now we get to the part where Elaine throws the shield in. Uh, she shields the Black Sister, um, Black Sister number four, and, uh, and saves Amethera. Um, so let's talk about Amethera because I, I really want to get you guys' take on this. Like, um, what you guys think about her? <laughs> hmm. um, She's just very much a princess. Yes. And so the the whole setup as they describe this government and the Panarch and like there's all this rumor about it, but nobody's seen him and they only do like, you know, every once in a while they speak to the crowd. I almost get like images of like occasionally the Pope comes out on his balcony and goes, and everybody goes, ah, like apparently that's been this Panarch's life or whoever's in this role. That's what they do. So they're, they're so detached from the reality of society and life and just being a person and that that's elaine's been pointing it out since the get-go from when they walked in the kitchen like holy shit everybody's starving and there's years worth of food in here sort of thing so 
and then you start to get to see bits of the personality of her, and it all just yeah. kind of fits. Just spoiled, clueless. She's unbothered. Just <laughs> mm-hmm. right because well, she doesn't know to be bothered. She, yeah, yeah. this is just we, her cuckoo and, world. And I know Eden and I have met people like this. I mean, both Eden and I lifeguarded at a country club when we were in high school. Um, I was, did my project. I'm yeah. gonna get an A. And <laughs> at, at, at a country club, you have definitely kids there that are super sheltered. They've only been to private school. They've never seen anything outside of their rich family lifestyle, and their families only let them socialize with other kids whose with parents other kids have that are tons super of money. Tons so like of that's money. All they, that's all they know. And it's very obvious when you meet those kids because <laughs> it's like you guys know nothing about the real world, do you? <laughs> yeah. And, and well, this this pan arcs like multiply that times a hundred probably. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But she yeah. also has confidence. I mean, she's like, "Hey, my people can take care of this, and I can make it happen." Mm-hmm. And you know, I did get captured, and they still haven't really looked for me, and I'm just kind of caught up in this wind. And but they're gonna do it because I tell them to. Yeah, you yeah. see, you and say it... confidence, and I guess maybe it is. I think she's delusional. Yeah, but <laughs> Elaine's like, no, you're not going to do any of that. Yeah, no, I mean, Elaine, Elaine's just like, yeah, no, not going to work. Uh, <laughs> so, I guess anything from this before we switch to Nanive? Ooh, um, so I start thinking again. She's rambling on to Elaine about how, well, you can't really hurt her because y'all take oaths that you can't kill or like hurt people with the power. Da 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 da. Dance, bitch. Dance. <clears throat> right. And she like zips her up and pulls her hair and all that jazz with it. But at the same time, none of, none of our lead female characters have taken the oaths. And I don't think they're ever going to. At least I hope they don't because there's some stuff they're going to need to do that well, we those oaths are just going to get away. That like book one and two was like, I'm going to manage to help Rand, you know, be the best person he can be when they're going to have this oath stopping them from. Oh. Yeah. Right. Going to get around Maybe it. They never take the oath. Maybe they work around mm-hmm. it. And then sure enough. Yep. I mean, at this point, what? Even if that's like a possible scenario where things settle down and they could go back to the tower and learn more, why? Why? Go find other eyes to die that are out and about and go learn from them. Go travel around and learn. They're doing much better on their own than they could have ever in the tower. Mm -hmm. Anyways, yeah. Okay. So, anything else? Stories for Um, Eve? Yeah, go for it. (laughs) Exactly. No, I'm sorry. Do you think that there's much that the tower can teach? Our kids can teach them at right um, at this point that they basically experienced and been through. And also with the fact that they have the knowledge already that very strong. And you know, there's a difference in, in, in wisdom and talent. Sure, they, they definitely have more to learn. Um, I, I guess maybe I should have phrased that differently, but I think I think they still need to learn. There's others they can learn from. I think there's too much risk going back to the White Tower anyways. I mean, considering how things are there right now at this point in the book. Um, don't know who to trust or whatever. So, I don't know. And, well, and then taking the oaths was another big part of my point. Like, I don't see how that helps them on their mission in any way, shape, or form. So, well, but I don't, see, I don't see value Their mission is wholeheartedly wrapped around what the Tower wants them to do right now. Like, there are two, you know, one point, two sides. One side is helping Rand. But in their mind, doing what the tower tells them to do is helping Rand. So by returning to the tower and continuing to train, they are making honing their skills and making themselves more available when Rand needs them based on their understanding of the Armalyn, who we know, but they don't know, has completely been flipped, turned upside down. That's mm-hmm. true. 
And she yeah, was just so. out playing some b-ball with her yeah. friends after school. And in the hood niggas, you know what I mean? Yeah. They, do, they do what they yeah. do. Yeah. When a couple of guys <laughs> who were up to no good started, started making trouble sure. in her neighborhood. And the second second thing that I have to you guys, um, when Amber Barrett was basically saying about all the torture, that, um, when they basically, she said that um, one of them, the one who was holding her in the air in her dreams and then basically, wake her, I guess, pull her out of the dream before she, um, before she hit. Did you guys um, ever hear of any of that? <laughs> like, I kind of feel like that was in uh, first viewing of, um, of Tenchiko. When she was looking around the city. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So, oh, yeah. I was going to say that sounded familiar and then play dumb and see if you could fill us in where. But, uh, yeah, like it rung a bell. <laughs> you also got to remember that as slow as we read sometimes, even though it might not have been that long ago, it's like, gosh, I remember something about this. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. This is a callback. Right? Call yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. I remembered it to myself while I was listening to. Yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah. And was it in this book just earlier in the Shadow Rising? Or yeah, it was very early in the Shadow Rising. Right. When she first started studying the Wise Ones, and she went to. Yeah. Went to Tanchico in the dream, and there's a woman that was being dropped. Yeah, yeah. And it just seemed. I remember it, it seemed very Looney Tunish at that point, and made no sense. It's like okay. Well, and I think that's the genius that you pointed out before. Like, the small, minute details have some bigger meaning further on in the books. And, of course, this just meant she is pissed. But some of these other smaller things that we read about that have come back to be very large things, like, you know, mm-hmm. they just grow into that much more. They don't show at first, but then they just get larger and larger as the time goes and the more excitement builds. So, like... I find it very interesting that Jordan writes that way. And, you know, one of the things is the seals. Those are starting to come up and be more prevalent. So, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. You guys ready to switch to Nynaeve? Let's do it. All right. So, Nynaeve is in the big museum place. And she's acting like she's cleaning while trying to go for the collar and the seal and trying to find them. And she has her little feather duster. And she's, in case anybody comes in, she's ready to start acting like she's cleaning. Um, and, um, uh, trying, you know, she's trying to take the collar, bra- that, that, that collar bracelet thingy and the seals. Um, uh, and she's getting like super angry about everything, like as she's doing this and which is has useful. nothing to, yeah, which has nothing to do with anything that's about to happen, but she just happens to start getting angry, uh, because she's angry about this, this collar, angry about what it means, angry about, you know, what th- these black eyes are trying to do. And she's kind of working herself up and, We'll flip right to where she turns around and sees another woman come in. That's another servant, but doesn't have any clean supplies, doesn't have anything. It's just kind of walking up. I mean, and... before we even go that far, we have to recognize sure. her building her power up. Like, she even made the statement she didn't realize she was making herself a channel. So I think she realizes mm-hmm. that she has been her own mental block in all of this and that she's the one that's the issue in her ability to channel. You know, though she was called out for it, now she's really saying, you know what? All it takes is for me to focus on the words and create a level of anger for myself that I can channel. So, how do you control it? I'm always angry. Exactly. <laughs> so, nice. So I, I really like appreciated her emotional emphasis on her own personality. Yeah, I think what happened was see uh, what y'all forget is I mean there's windows in this place. Um, it's, it's part of like the ledges of what she's dusting off. And in Tanchico, there's a fair amount of sand. So um, Anakin 
Skywalker looks out the window is like, I hate sand! Ah! And she just gets so angry and is ready to fight. So I don't I don't like sand. I don't like sand. I've been doing that on Twitter. So everybody's been sharing like how much they love the new Dune movie. And I've just been like every time I see that post, I post a picture of Anakin Skywalker going, I don't like sand. <laughs> I could do that for days. Now isn't you know following that track like i've had a lot of people say it's a good movie which one uh, dune i haven't watched it yet i'm gonna watch it tomorrow when i wake up uh i watched it the day it came out it was it was good um as far as a dune adaptation it was the best one they've ever made um the books there? i have read the books and there is some changes from the books but if you look at any other dune adaptation which all suck um in my opinion in my humble opinion um <laughs> this one was Pretty good. Uh, I I enjoyed it. Somebody told me they had a lot of Star Wars. Star Wars took a lot from Dune. Oh, a lot of fantasy and sci-fi took from Dune. I mean, Dune's one of the classics that there's so much that's taken. Wheel of Time took from Dune. I mean, Dune's was written in the '70s, early '70s, late '60s, somewhere around there. And uh, at least the first one was. And like even things like when we're in the blight and the sandworms there. I mean, that's all from Dune. That that that's originally from Dune. Like uh, yeah. I mean, there's there's even Wheel of Time bars from Doom. Uh, Dune. Um, there's Dune influences Doom. so much. Doom. <laughs> They're buying yeah. from Doom. That's a whole yeah. other kind of yeah, that's a whole so. other conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um, so yeah, Dune Dune's one of those classics that that um, the book itself. Um, and I'm gonna we're not a Dune podcast. Um, I, I'm not really? that big a fan of it, uh, just because it's it's okay. That book itself. I mean, this is my own personal opinion. It's it's been a long time since I read it, but it's it's a tougher read because there's a lot of politicking which is if you like that it's great if you don't it's yeah so it might be good for you it's it's one of those things where there's really no like clear bad guy so like if you're looking for like a story where you hate somebody yeah if you want to hate somebody like it doesn't (laughs) there there are kind of bad people in it but like it's not it's it's, yeah it's 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 its own thing (laughs) but like where there's so much gray yeah there's so much gray and and yeah there's so much gray in Dune. And um, like Will of Time, everything, every time you think you figure something out, there's all yeah. another book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I hate sand. I hate sand. So, yeah. So, let's get back to the book. So, Nynaeve uh, sees a woman come in, and she's walking towards her. And uh, she so notices she kind of the last second, oh, crap. I recognize her. That's so fucking Mageddon. <laughs> <laughs> And we start the epic stare down of Tanchiko. Well, I'm still very <laughs> curious as to exactly why the charm was broken. So, or, as far as when she lashed out, like in general, no, like, for like being all in love memory, with all the flooding and stuff, the memories coming back. Like, I'm still a little curious as to what the exact cause was, and maybe I just missed it. But... Like something oh, snapped so when she was in the dream world, and it yeah. flooded yeah. back to her. But sure, yeah, so that's where she recognized her was in the dream world, and yeah, she did was able to break some of that compulsion away. Um, so it was, I mean, I mean, obviously, this is not giving away spoilers. It was a compulsion weave. I mean, there, there was Matt, you know, the channeling. Um, well, and, that would get used on them. In this um, scenario where they're at, isn't Morgidian also? I mean, she's not with the Black Aja, right? So she's also trying to hide herself from them. She has her own. So she's also not intentionally not channeling, as you know, so as to not give herself away. I guess that's what I was thinking. 
Yeah. Could be way Pro- off. Probably, yeah. Might be part of it. But, um, and then as far as like, I mean, obviously she does try to throw a compulsion weave back at Nynaeve because she starts to feel it come on, but she's able to slide a, a, a counterattack, which she gets from, so Nynaeve strikes first. So let's start there. So Nynaeve lashes out and tries to throw a shield at her and, and Mugedian cuts it with, with Perry. another weave. Perry. Thrush, and Nynaeve thrush. immediately realizes what she did and returns that when Mugedian tries to throw the compulsion weave at her, right the last second, Nynaeve's able to cut that as it's starting to take hold. And then all of a sudden the two wands met and then the lightning touched and then... Yeah. Sh- they cross streams, man. Ghostbusters, you never cross streams. You never cross streams. <laughs> anything you can do, I can do better. I can do anything better than you. No, you that's, can't. That's Nynaeve every single time. Uh, she remembers she only needs to see it once and then she could do it and probably do it better. Yeah. I mean, um, she did it with the Allen seat when got the just... air. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yep. that's pretty cool. So really, I mean, when you think about it, mm-hmm. as she builds her skill set, like one, we need to get past her needed to be angry. That's important. We've talked about it, mm-hmm. but as long as she can just stay a little bit ahead, uh, of anybody else she's channeling against, even if they're busting out some new moves, if she could just survive that first weave and she can see it, like immediately she's got a new play in the playbook. And that's, that's fantastic. Yeah. That's like, that's like the one guy from heroes that, I mean, it kind of made heroes cheesy because he ended up getting everybody's powers. Oh Yeah. 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 But at the same time, like, man, how powerful can you get? Like it's unlimited almost. Skyler. You can combine all the different skills and powers of everybody and do it better. She just has to survive right. long enough to do it. Yeah. yeah. And, and it even talks about, yeah, Skylar, that's it. Yeah. And even yep. the talks about in this scene, like if anybody was on the outside looking in, it'd just be two women like, staring at each other, but they're in an epic <laughs> battle for survival, like where they're throwing weaves at each other. But of course, if you can't channel, you can't see the weaves, but for them, they're throwing these epic, like, trying to kill each other, steal each other, all sorts of craziness going on to them. But anybody that was outside looking in, it was just two women staring at each other. Um, and they're stroke for stroke blocking each other's attacks. Um, and and then McGinnis starts to talk to Nynaeve during all this. And, and Nynaeve's like, how am I supposed to get out of this? She's a forsaken. She must be so much more powerful than me. Like, And she seems so calm. Like, this is just, I'm going to lose. Like, she starts to doubt herself. Um, which then, is then she never... sees that she sees the chink in the armor though. Like, yeah. And then she sees that she's uh, getting sweating and she's like, wait, she's throwing everything she's got at me. And this is it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> as cool as that is. My favorite part here is the classic bad guy overconfidence. Like Agreed. instead of just finishing the deed, the bad guy's like, I'm going to just tell you my entire plan and give you entirely too much information <laughs> And waste time and then just be totally surprised when you whip my ass in the end and somehow come back. <laughs> you know? No bad guy that's ever lost anything could ever go, if only I had more time. Motherfucker, you had all the time in the world. You made poor choices with your time. <laughs> you need to work on time management. That's your problem. <laughs> you know? Let me just spill the beans. Write the book afterwards, okay? Sell it, make millions. Don't tell everybody right in the middle of it. That's, come on now. Mm-hmm. General Patton did not stop the war and go, hold on, I'm going to tell you a story about everything I'm about to do. No, he fought (laughs) it, he won it, then he wrote the damn book. (laughs) That's how you do it. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, 
you got to the point Pretty where good. my Gideon tells her about the collar and everything <laughs> about what the collar actually is used for and how if you use it, you'll go mad as well. That that it's really really difficult for you to channel to collar a man, but it can be used, and that's what it's used for, and yada yada yada. So, what if what if um like either Egwene, Nynaeve, Elaine, or some combination of them use it with Rand, but not necessarily to control him like against his will but to like mind help melding. help him get through well either some sort of mind melding but maybe also help him get through some of the going crazy shit you know well, we know some I mean, of the angras and things take a male and female presence and some of them probably take like that perfect unison and maybe it may take two women to the one male and we do know that there's prophecies saying that or yeah prophecies essentially from men saying that you know responsibility would be shared so Maybe it's not in marriage, but in like helping him keep his stuff together. Yeah, I mean, so far tool. we're just thinking about it as a really negative thing and a way to control him. But what if there's a way that they can use it to help him or use it for good? Yeah, I mean, there's certainly. I mean, we find out they're not just gonna take and be like, "Okay, I'm gonna go give it to the tower," mm-hmm. so they can mm-hmm. use it. You know, that's yeah, a bad idea. Anyways, yeah. So obviously during this scene, like. um when Nynaeve realizes that she's using all her power and she's trying to talk to Nynaeve, I, at least this is what I perceive is that she's talking to Nynaeve, trying to distract Nynaeve and, and get her to, to slip, you know, she's trying to catch her slipping uh, so she can get the upper hand. Uh, and that's why she's telling her all this is trying to get her mind going and, and mess with her. Um, but Nynaeve sees right through it and yeah. And takes the collar and chucks it at her head. <laughs> <laughs> So oh, yeah. I thought Nani was gonna be a little bit more badass and like rush at her and like knock her over and just start wailing on her, but this is funnier, so I appreciate it. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great if when this is on the show, it's five minutes straight of the camera just panning back and forth and they're just standing there not moving, looking at each other. Yeah, and maybe an <laughs> eyebrow gets lifted, but that's about it. And then you see <laughs> a bead of sweat. And then eventually like Nynaeve droops just a little bit. And then Gideon gets excited. And then Nynaeve stands up tall again, and then Gideon goes, ah, and then starts to run away, and then freezes. Like, <laughs> yeah. that, it's great. Yeah, exactly. Camera one, camera yeah. two. Yeah. And I always, I always envisioned, like, um, both of them standing at different sides of the area of the hall, just staring at each other, and in their heads when you're basically going to the jungle, playing in the background, and then... <laughs> and it's just, like, elevator music, and just stares at them, and it's just like... <laughs> yeah. Keeps on going basically, and it goes back to like, Welcome to the jungle! Take Welcome to the jungle. <laughs> yeah. Think completely. That's what I want to see. Insert metal, metal song yeah, there. Perfect. Yeah, I like the concept awesome. of having like some random dude just pass by and look and be like, fuck is going on there? <laughs> and then just going about the business. <laughs> just keep sweeping uh, the floor. It's like, okay. <laughs> That, that's weird that's yeah. weird yeah but yeah so she's able to she tries to throw a weave to still her but it ends up softening so they talk about that like how sharp the edge is is what cuts the actual uh rather than just blocking so she ends up blocking her not stilling her uh but still it's effective because um like getting takes off running and then at that point she's without the power so get over here yeah yeah, yeah. just uh wraps her in air yeah I mean, this is just intense. I mean, 
uh, you know, I, I went to schools in, in Newport News and um, mo most of them in the, the East End and Newport News. So I've seen firsthand uh, a lot of fights with weaves flying around all over the place. And <laughs> let me tell you, you don't want to get mixed up in that. It's no. I generally just go the other way. Those aren't the kind of fights I want to get involved in. <laughs> Heck no. Don't touch those weaves. It's one thing for it to be necessary. It's another thing for it to start flying. That's like, oh. Funny as hell, don't touch it. No, no, no. When it gets that intense, I'm going the other way. No, no. Hours I sat here having that put into my head. You are about to catch all of them hours in one shit. Exactly. Yes. It was really interesting. With all the information given, we do learn a lot about the collar. We do understand the assumptions are true, and it is for, you know, the controlling of the male eyes to die. But then mm -hmm. also that it's made out of the same material as the seal. Yeah, Quindliar. Yeah, Quindliar. Sorry, that, that um, it made me think, like, why does it have to be so much more powerful? Or is it? Why did they make it indestructible? Who was it meant for? Um, who actually created it? Like the Shan Chen don't even recognize it. Yeah, we get to that later. But yeah, yeah. And yeah. then the last thing that I pulled from this was that Morgidian couldn't care less about it. Yeah. So we still don't know what her angle is and what her plan is. We just know every Forsaken we run into, they have a different angle. They all want their own piece of glory or power, but hers, we just. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So as Magidian's shielded and tied up, you know, Nadine starts this little dialogue with her about like, you know, I'm going to use you as a mounting block now. Cause she said, you know, kind of turned the words back on her. Cause Magidian had said that to her and, um, Anakin. thinks about torturing her, but thinks I'm better than that. But like, is really tempted just to start torturing. Um, and then she says, you know what? My mission is to get these things. So she picks up the collar. She goes back to find the seal and the seal's not there, but she quickly figures out that it's just a trick. Um, and it's the seal as well. Um, and at this point, Nadia's trying to think of how am I going to get her out of here? Like, how am I going to get her captive out of here as well with the seal? Hermione before they came because they could have gotten the bag that has everything in it. The, yeah, you know, yeah. The travel pouch. <laughs> the travel pouch. Okay. <laughs> Why didn't they have this conversation ahead of time? Like, obviously, there was a good chance they were going to run into at least Black Asha. Mm -hmm. So what are you going to capture him and take him prisoner? Well, immediately they both are like, Oh, I, I can't really just carry them out of here. Yeah. Um, so well, they should have thought about that ahead of time. Yeah. And are you going to kill him? I mean, that was an option. Well, I think Magetting was definitely a wild card that they were not expecting. Sure. Um, you know, they, she was going to do a snatch and run and not use the power and not attract any attention, but using that much power in their battle, of course, any sister would have been able to sense that, going on and we see in the next scene one had and immediately is running towards her when she steps outside with the black rod she's she's handling that black rod she can't handle that shit it's flying all over the place she could barely grip it it's just bam, bam back to the looney tunes here i just i see her like bouncing all over the screen this shit flying everywhere smacking her in the face she can't even can't do nothing with it <laughs> yeah there's Balefire going everywhere. <laughs> 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 just, like, 
it even says like a, the bar just starts like cutting it. It's like Uzi falling out of steps. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, Nynaeve hits the ground and, and dodges it, but like it's just literally cutting apart everything and and she can't control like the black sister that has it can't control it. Like it just the Balefire fight's going crazy. Yeah. This Which, this I part love that scene. was pretty comical to me. I, I just I thought it was funny. Like, oh no, let me whack her with this. I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> Yeah. It was interesting, though, because it, it does draw power from the sister that's using it. So she gets exhausted afterwards So, um, and, and, and flees. But it's um, it's definitely one of those, yeah, like you said, comical. I almost picture, like, you know, um, that scene in The Matrix, the first one, where, like, they come down the elevator or whatever, or they go to the elevator and they shoot up the lobby and, like, they go to the elevator and everything's collapsing. Like, 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 like after the scene's ever with, like everything's kind of like dripping down like the columns are collapsing it's like and we're done <laughs> yeah remember that first time we switched to starting fluid with the potato cannons and we still just had them glued together but not screwed together i can't forget that and then we went to fire I lost, it. My, I lost my eyebrows during all that. of the seals came apart and instead of shooting the potato the whole potato gun just exploded in front yeah. of us <laughs> so we we used to That's... build potato cannons Ian and i did and we used to just use the pvc cement to glue the, com- the combustion chamber to the barrel and um and when we used hairspray and different things like that it was fine like there no wasn't a four it, it wasn't a big deal it held together but we switched to ether-based starting fluid as our our propellant and the first time we fired that, the whole thing just exploded and came apart. Like, every seam. And balls every of scene. fire shot and balls out. balls of fire, like, <laughs> surrounded. <laughs> like, I was actually the first one to fire it. And, like, literally, I was engulfed in, like, a, a ball of fire. Um, I and burned off my eyebrows. You need um, to reinforce that. Yeah. And then we end up, we end up, we end up uh, drilling holes and, and putting screws through because that way it can hold it together. Yeah. We still use the same field. <laughs> I swear. I swear I hear you and Ian talk about your your. your you're younger. I just want to hear your parents sidebar when. God damn it, Ian! <laughs> we'll, we'll maybe have my mom on sometime. But... I just want to hear your parents yeah. right, right, at that, right at this moment. Yeah. I just want to hear, just want to hear their gripes at the time. Jeez. My, yeah. my mom will be the first one to say it's kind so... of a miracle I'm alive. Yeah, I just. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's too much power. Uh, once you use the ether-based starting fluid, it's a lot of power there. <laughs> it's just you can't control it. <laughs> I think the show could even do a little comic relief here. Like if she, the 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 black sister goes to use it and she fires it one time and then just looks down at it and goes, "Whoa!" <laughs> like, "Oh my god!" You know, just yeah. It, it'll be good. Yeah. Like, like I'm thinking of basically. I'm thinking of basically when they're up in wherever room, felt all that power going on, and it was like some. Somebody said it was like, okay, I'll go down. And he's like, you can't go down with nothing. You have to take something. Here, take. She's just like, hey. <laughs> oh, shit. Down there with it. <laughs> you know what? It was another Pater moment. <laughs> it was another what? Pater moment. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It, it, was, it was a setup. Kind of Pater. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Reading the instructions. Point at target. Grip firmly. And just, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> It's like you ever see those videos of people shooting like a fifty cal for the first time, and like they have no <laughs> yeah. idea what they're doing. It like almost takes their arm off. 
<laughs> or even like a shotgun and they just they're holding it loose it's not tight in the pocket of their shoulder and it either flies out or nearly rips their arm off that's didn't you have a friend that like their little brother fired a gun for the first time and like put this gun right up to his face <laughs> and, and it, pulled the trigger wow. and it gave him a black eye because the kickback from it oh. like sm- the gun yeah. actually sm- well, it was a revolver uh and they're designed to kind of twist back into your hand that's why the grips are built the way they are anyways but he was all up on it like this <laughs> like and it just sights. rolled back and shpap, smacked him right in the eye it was uh, yeah, yeah. probably should have been more concerned. There were more rounds in the other chambers, <laughs> but we just we laughed pretty hard. It was a good time. Uh, yeah. yeah, we don't condone shooting guns at all uh, if you're not experienced and certified and everything like that oh, sure. at all. It's just we live yeah. in Virginia, and it's just yeah, it's yeah. We grew up around it's a it. Different place out here. I'll make, um, I'll make one non-news related statement. Has nothing to do with anything. Doesn't matter where you stand on on guns or nothing. It is important for everybody to know, if ever there's a situation where one is handed to you or you have to pick one up or you find one or something, step one, always clear the weapon. By pulling the trigger. <laughs> no. No. I will say this. Uh, I do. I mean, obviously, in, in the reserves, I do have some firearm training, uh, but even fire them recreationally. In any, it, Even if somebody who I know is far more experienced than me hands me a weapon, a firearm, I clear it. They clear it before handing it to me. I clear it once receiving it. You should always do that. Good rule of thumb. Yeah. Pay attention where you're pointing the, you the barrel. Anyways, so, that's that's the end of yeah. that safety statement. Safety statement, yeah. Safety first. And if you don't know, there's YouTube videos out the wazoo. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Be safe. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, so the Balefire fight ends, and that pretty much ends this chapter with them going back, or Nynaeve going back to meet with Elaine, and um, going to go back to the meeting spot. Because the Black Sister's gone. She looks back, and Magedian's gone, too. I didn't mention that. Yeah, Magedian's gone. And, yeah, she was gone. Yeah. And, yep. You know, it's the question of, did she get caught up in a Balefire, or did she, you know, gain use of her power back and then shimmer out? Hmm. And I think that's what it was. Shimmer, shimmer. Just like Luce, like uh, our Ishmael in the beginning, in the very, very first prologue. He shimmered in. It's been so long since we've read the prologue. I know. It's been a long time. It all makes so much sense. (laughs) Yeah, a lot more. Shimmer, shimmers. Probably that should be our next, like, opener is, like, go back and read the prologue. Yeah. Yeah, what do you what do you think the shimmering is? That's a good question. We saw in the prologues. I mean, this has been around for a while, but uh, we haven't really talked about that, and we don't know whether Magetti well, did I, that. Like, but like now, Ian used to joke about it, and then it became a huh, maybe, and now it's like a definitely. It's just, it's like shifts in time. Okay, it shifts through time. One of the okay. two, or, or from from one one universe to another. Yeah. Um, remember we were talking about um, someone maybe it was the black sisters or whatever that were in the dream world, but they weren't fully in there. Mm-hmm. They were like partially in and they were, they kind of had a hazy look to them, a yeah, shimmering look. Been... Yeah. So maybe it's like uh, transitioning from, you know, one universe to another or one. It, it could be from one time to another, something like that. Yeah. From the dream world and back or whatevs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Anyway, so I'm going to give also another thing as well before uh, we move to the next chapter because my, my brother did text me just now because uh, he's caught up on our podcast. And I think in a previous episode, I did wow, talk about 
Yeah, I did talk to him about I did talk about him and being a doctor and 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 bedside manner and uh, he he listens to our podcast so he actually sent a message and he wanted me to I don't know if he wants me to read this or not but I'm going to anyway because <laughs> I'm a good brother. He, he said there. two things: none of my patients die on the table. I mean, trauma does and trauma did. But that's because they came in already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were uh, in rough shape. There's trauma surgery. Yeah, that's yeah. They came for car accidents. That's different. Is it? But not. Not for transplants, because what he does now. Oh yeah. He said, "In my bedside manner is great." <laughs> <laughs> I believe. He it. said, "Maybe not for uh, being a pediatrician or for family medicine, but for surgery, it's fantastic." So, <laughs> so I did give him a hard time about his bedside manner in a previous episode, and what I was referring to was during his rotations when he was in med school, not how he is currently as a doctor. So. I will take your point and say to everybody listen to our podcast, my brother is not a horrible bedside manner doctor. He is great at what he does. And um, don't, <laughs> sue, don't sue me or, or, <laughs> or uh, for slander or anything. <laughs> you are like fantastic. If, if, if anybody ends up in court and the judge is like, what kind of proof you got? And they, they go, well, I got this little clip here from the wheel reads. And they listen to some of us. They're going to be like, uh... Yeah, you can't use any of this as evidence. This is absolute <laughs> garbage. Get this shit out of my courtroom now. <laughs> I mean, I responded back like, dude, it's for comedy relief and for laughs. Like, obviously. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like... <laughs> but it's, it's his livelihood. So it's, it's, it's fair li- to clear it's, the... It's, yeah, it's fair to clear clear the, clear the air. And um, yeah, so he, <laughs> he, he doesn't... He doesn't. No one's died under his knife unless it's trauma surgery. And that's different because, yeah. When a guy gets in a motorcycle accident without a helmet, I mean, that's... Yeah, you still have it's, to try to operate on them, but you do your best. But they might have already been done ski when they showed up. Yeah, exactly. Um, so my story, I wasn't fibbing. I sat there and watched the medic look at the guy and tell him, "You're fucked." <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't laugh, but yeah, man, it was uh, it was twisted. Bones yeah. and he was the guy didn't make it. it was... And and my my, my <laughs> comments on that was from when he was definitely in med school and doing rotations, not as a full fledged doctor. So yeah, you yeah, gotta learn, whatever. Right. You learn. Um, so anyway, um, anything else from these chapters before we move on? Well, they wanted to do a quiet grab and go, and they succeeded, right? Nice yeah. and quiet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quiet, sure. Anything from you, Nakomi? Anything that you want to add or, or ask questions to these guys? <laughs> I was going to ask basically about like what you guys thought about um, Adina's, Adina's oath. Basically, for a higher name, like what do you think that that means? But that was so far ago. Well, we... Well, it was it was like easily. No, 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 no but we, well, that's good. That's good. Go back to that, though, we we do know that the Shan Chan definitely go up in rank. So by yeah, it's a, a cast system. name, it's title. Like we are, you know, run our own ship, and she ran it tight. But you know, she's trying to run her own part of the nation. She's trying to make a name for herself, or was trying to. And then, but in, in that same token, if she is kind of deserting her thoughts and ideology. Why would this oath then mean anything? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Curious. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right. Moving on to chapter 55, Into the Deep. And I don't have my, cha- my book in front of me. Hold on. Let me get the chapter symbol. Does anybody know what that is? Do you um, have it in front of you? Uh, Chris? I'm doing an online PDF that doesn't have it. Uh, I got it. Hold on. Let me see. Uh, this is me not being prepared. Wait, you got to look at your screen. She's got it. Yeah. The wavy lines. It's the waves. Okay, cool. There you go. The waves. Okay. So, yeah, so the chapter symbol is the waves. Um, 
Yeah, because we're going into the deep. The deep. Um, so, yeah. So, we start... Yeah, you guys were really confused when I read this chapter title last week. Like, I know what Into the Palace is, but Into the Deep? Like, what does that mean? What does that I guess that's something like maybe her getting lost in the dream world or something. And yeah, I think that's what you I don't know guys. why I didn't think, like, you know, the big blue wet thing. Yeah. Sailing for adventure in the deep blue wet thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was... That's... It's a point of the fact that I've barely had any game. <laughs> It's uh, and then you know, it comes it's hit or miss. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's from Muppet Treasure Island. Uh, hey ho, we'll go anywhere the wind is blowing. Sailing for adventure in the deep blue wet thing. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so we start with Nynaeve, and she's running through the palace. Um, she sees some black Aja as she runs, but like they're panicking. Because the riots have gone full swing outside. The palace has just been halfway destroyed by like bale fire, just like blasting through everywhere and like destroying half the palace. <laughs> and um, they're panicking. So they don't even notice Naive running through the crowd, especially the servant outfit. Because they blend in, because servants are running, everyone's running. So it just kind of doesn't even, they don't even recognize that. She sees Leandrin, a bunch of other people. Yeah. So, yes, there's chaos, and that's helping her escape mm -hmm. but then it also talks about how Nynaeve was close to and saw some of the black aja couldn't tell that they were channeling mm -hmm. but knew that they were because of how the crowds were being moved and pushed around in front of mm -hmm. them so what the frick happened that Nynaeve so couldn't tell that so, they so were channeling do, do you remember in in book one when Egwene starts to channel and she doesn't see the weaves at first like so when you're not that good at channeling or if you are don't have the power so Nynaeve has that block and I, I'm gonna point to that so because Is of it that, that simple? it's that okay, simple yeah. yeah it's that simple right. where because of all that she doesn't recognize the channeling like a sister that can open herself to Sidar all the time um just sees the weaves all the time whereas her it's even has to do with it, that that blocks preventing her from you know she can see it sometimes she can't see it all the time like a well-trained unblocked sister well that so then my question then is will that block work in her favor like let's say she was walking down past the black aja and they didn't recognize her face and there wasn't all this chaos if that block was in place would they still be able to notice that she's a channeler or like Whoa. does it could it could it work in her favor and that they can still sense channel they can still sense channeling but i think the chaos helped with that because obviously yeah, yeah. Um, okay maybe yeah. i'm reading into it yeah. too much but no, if no, it is no, but i get what you're saying you're saying like is it, is it go two ways yeah mm -hmm. it yeah if she was holding the power then she would have that glow about her well, yeah and they would know right away if but because she wasn't yeah if you're actively channeling but they can still like so being able to sense someone that's not channeling being able to channel is a more subtle thing and they, they even talk about that, like, as far as, like, having an affinity to someone. Like, it feels like we should be friends because there's a mm. – and they learn to tell that's what right. the sensing. So it's a very subtle thing if someone's not actively channeling. Like, it can be done, but during a panic situation, they're not looking yeah. for that, that subtle sense of if someone has the ability. Sure. They're, sure. they're, they're in full, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> And of course, there's the one black Asha just sitting in the corner all frazzled because she just finger blasted from a black rod yeah. and almost blew her own head off. Pretty much. 
Yeah. So Nynaeve gets back to the agreed location and everyone's there and we get this whole scene with Amethera, which is, you just realize that she's not really that smart. She doesn't know what's, she's so lost in her own headspace. Like, and like, Elaine's like, I told her just, I, I've, I've had talking with her because she's an idiot and she's trying to tell her. <laughs> like, <laughs> what do you mean the peasants are hungry? Let them eat cake. There's, <laughs> just, give, just give them cake. Yeah. A, a Marie Antoinette, Antoinette uh, definitely. Um, yep. Yeah. Completely clueless about everything going around. And she's like, I just need to get my guards. Like, no, you don't. We need to get out of here. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, I think it's just really cool to see the parallel between her and Egwene mm-hmm. and how Egwene was or has been raised to like be a part of the world mm-hmm. and to have a little bit of suffering and to know what it's like to do the chores and to do the things. Because, you know, I keep saying Egwene. I mean, say Elaine. Elaine. Mm-hmm. Elaine could be completely spoiled as well. And she could be that princess that has no idea. But her mother, Queen Andor, did, the Queen of Andor, did a really good job of making sure. And I'm assuming that's just kind of like the heritage and that they all went mm-hmm. through that. But I think that's what also makes them a much better series of rulers, too. Mm-hmm. Because they not only like, talk the talk but they walked in. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah and you also get from here as well as as again really um wholeheartedly wants to help Nynaeve which Nynaeve uh I guess is starting to realize and kind of around a little bit about her because like she's like I, I'm really here for you like I, I'm not just this this monster that you have in your head like yeah um, that was that was a great moment when Elaine drops that again and again again and was like she had to kind of hold her back and because uh, she wanted to go help Nynaeve and mm-hmm. Nynaeve recognizing at that moment and like you know putting her hand on her shoulder and giving a thank you or whatever and I'm like yes this is this is it they're gonna be mm-hmm. besties it's gonna be awesome yeah and then Nynaeve says I captured Magetti and, and like I was like you did what <laughs> yeah but then I lost her but then I lost her yeah so Kind of good with the bow staff, but not really that good. I got a 30-point buck. Sweet. Where is it? Well, it was too big for me to get out by myself, so got away. I mean, but it yeah. is really neat to know that they have that type of power. Mm-hmm. Like Nynaeve learned a lot about herself here. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty neat. Empowerment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Beforehand, I think Nynaeve had doubts about how powerful they were. Because there's all these legends about the Age of Legends. That's what they call it. The Age of Legends about how powerful they are, and no one thinks that they're on the same level. And then they realize that, you know what? I might actually be on that level, <laughs> which is which is a it's a huge thing. At the same time, it can be it, that can backfire too. So I'll put that out there for just like you know, just in human nature. Um, once you learn that there's something that's good about being somewhat humble about things, um, just because. But then once you once Go back to the power corrupts absolutely. Uh, once you know you're the shit, like that can be a bad yeah, thing too. Keeps you in check. Yeah. yeah. Alan, you remember when we used to play Texas Hold'em all the time uh, at mm-hmm. my mom's house? Yeah. And we just played with the same group of friends over and over and over again. And we, th- you know, we thought we were okay, but we only played with that group. And then they did free poker tournaments in the area. And there's one bar we'd go to and play. And I remember the first time I played and there'd be like a hundred people starting, like the, all the tables are filled. Everybody's playing. Um, 
And the very first time I played, made it to the last table. Second time I played, I actually won. And I was extremely nervous, like freaking out, like, I don't belong here. Like, they're talking all this fancy poker talk, like they know what they're doing. I'm like, I don't know what the hell they're, <laughs> I don't even know what they're talking about. And, yeah. you know, realizing I could play with them. But to your point, after a couple times of that, I showed up talking some ridiculous <laughs> shit because now I'm like, oh, now I know I can play with you guys. Yeah. And, you know, then it went to my head and I was a total asshole. After yeah. That. And I've, I've met some athletes before that, that definitely are still not necessarily humble. They know they're the shit, but then you see the two different types. Like you see athletes that get cocky about it and you get ones that are still good sports or good sportsmanship about it. And I'll never forget, um, what's his name? Um, he was Olympian uh, or he was, he, he trained with Michael Phelps. We swam against him. Oh, um, Verhoff. Verhoff. Yeah. Peter Verhoff. Yeah. And, um, so much was, fun to watch him swim butterfly. Oh, yeah. Like he was, it he was, was an impressive. alternate in the U S Olympic team for swimming. And I had to swim against him in high school and I was a good swimmer for my team, but compared to a potential Olympian, I was not that just good of a swimmer. Even, just not even close. Like you <laughs> not even close. Compared and, to. But his his level of, of sportsmanship was unparalleled. I'd met assholes before that just like are super cocky. But I remember, I'll never forget it. Because I remember we, I swam against him and I was swimming backstroke against him. And I was in a lane next to him. And we're getting ready to start. And I turned next to him. And I was like, oh, this is not going to be fun, man. You're going to kick my ass. And he turns... He turns to me before the start goes off, and I never forget what he says to me. He turns to me and says, "Dude, as long as you give it your all and try your best, I'm honored to swim against you." And I was like, "Thanks." And the buzzer goes off and kicks my ass. But uh, <laughs> and, and he's super sincere about it. He's super sincere, it, like he's super sincere. I was like, "Dude, that's that's a class act." Like, I mean, I don't know. Like, it was just yeah. something that stuck with me for the rest of my life. Like, I was just like, "Man, this guy is like so much better than me." And the fact that he said that to me, I was like. Cause I looked over to him. I was like, oh, this is not gonna be fun. And he was like, dude, just give it your all. I'm honored to swim against you. And I was like, huh. I'm a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> People like me. <laughs> I had the exact same experience. I um, was at Virginia Tech competing in shot put and I'm literally standing in line in the bathroom. And I look to my left. And I'm like, huh, this guy looks familiar. And we're both sitting there taking a piss together and joking. I'm like, he just seems really amazing. And then we get to the shot put circle, and it's like three-time Olympian, two-time silver, one-time bronze, Adam Nelson. It's the same guy I'm sitting here joking around while taking a fist with. And then, yeah. like, I'm number one because I'm the D3 athlete. This is my sophomore year throwing, so I'm just learning it. So I throw first. He throws last. So in that reasoning, he comes up, then my name is called. And, you know... I'm also an official, so I know how this looks, and now I also know how it feels when <laughs> they roll the tape out 77 feet for his throw, and they roll it back in 42 feet for mine. Oh, man. <laughs> and this guy is six foot one, 280 pounds, and I'm six foot six, 375, and this he's a different just world. like... They're doing it, and he just walks off and like shakes your hand, has just joking with you, and mm -hmm. you know, you stood there and took a piss next. Have a day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I just did my thing real quick, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah peace out. Thirty feet, but you know. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, so he like fuck you. Have a great day. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, yeah. 
so after this whole entire interchange, Nynaeve then tells them, yeah, I got what we came for and dumps the contents out. Oh, first they go back to the inn. Um, uh, like, no, they first show them. Um, no, I just, they, no go, they, get, they get back to the inn. They get back yeah. to the inn. So Julian shows up. They get back to the inn. Doman helps them clear the path. Um, they make their way through the riot. I mean, that's pretty pretty quickly what all that, that, yeah, all that goes, goes down. Goes fast. Yeah, and um, it's funny because they disguise Amethera as a refugee, and she has no idea how to play the part. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's, she's like we said, disconnected completely from that. Um, I, I love Elaine's justice here. It, yeah, it's fantastic. You know, she somehow convinces her that it's in her best interest because of the riots and everything, and mm-hmm. you need to lay low for a while. So you're going to play this role, uh, all the all the while knowing, you know, it's it's not really to keep her protected it's to teach her a lesson mm-hmm. and i love it i dig it i think i think tom loves it too yeah 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 so yeah so they make their way back to the inn and that's when they dump out all the contents and um and again that's when again looks at the collar and says this is nothing that sanchez ever built like this they're silver normally and this is cool um and but but naive says well i know because mcgetty told me what this thing's for um and that's when they kind of come with the plan. Like the seal goes back to the tower, but don't send the collar back there because they're still in Rand's side. Like they're like, okay, um, the tower will use this for bad. Like that's this, this cannot be in the hands of anyone. This needs to be gone. And because it's cool. You can't just destroy it. They try to actually, they try to use the power. Elaine tries to heat it up and yeah, destroy it. And it doesn't Any do other metal or whatever. It would have just melted straight through, disappeared, but right. it wasn't yeah. even hot to the touch. Yeah, so it says, you know, take the seal back to the tower, but Bill Dillman, do you know a deep part of the sea you can toss this in? He goes, oh, I do be know these deep hearts. <laughs> <laughs> I then, cringed, uh, I cringed, though, when he told them where he was going to take it. Mm. It would have been doubly good if he took it, went and dumped it in the deepest part that he knew and told nobody else where he dumped it. Yeah. Because now even if he dumps it, and now I'm not even sure if he makes it that far. I mean, let's be honest. But even if he does dump it, now this whole room knows where it was dumped. They could, you know, have their brains, whatever, scratched out. Yeah. And figure yeah. out where it is. And Too many people know. Yeah. Too many people know. Yeah. So do you think the collar is going to be gone now? Do you think they're going to be able to dump this and it's going to be? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Now, did you hear me early, like earlier already talking about how they might eventually use it? Like... Clearly, I don't buy that it's going to disappear. Yeah. I think it's going to be like how the horn was. They're like, oh, we got it. And they're getting ready to do something with it. And then somebody's going to steal it. And then they got to get it back again. Yeah. Yeah, right there. That's why we're about to see the last of Bale. Yeah. So anything else? I mean, that's pretty much this chapter. I mean, this chapter's like the shortest chapter in the world. It's like a super fast chapter. Um, it was. I was super confused. I was like, we're only reading two? Yeah. Well, because the next chapter is like super long. and Yeah deals with a lot and the first chapter we read was a really long chapter so yeah there's like plenty the in it soon for Tarvalon. yeah soon for Tarvalon. they have no idea what's coming they have no idea what's waiting for them there and the to be honest with you every time they want to go somewhere it takes them like two and a half books to get there anyway so yeah yeah <laughs> there's someone that wrote a review about the wheel of time says it's a lot of walking <laughs> they just walk a lot of places it's like lord of the rings lord of the rings they just walk a lot Mm-hmm. Um, where of course yeah. every now and then they go ah fuck it we'll take the ways yeah, yeah. Every, every now and then we're gonna roll the dice yeah. jump on a ship exactly. so jump on a ship yeah right 
I got some super fast. Some wind. Or take a portal stone. They have portal stones too. You know, time traveling Tam. You know. Yeah, yeah, time traveling Tam. <laughs> so yeah, what do you? What do you, I mean? Like I said, this is the super short, short chapter. So anything? I mean, there's not much to talk about in this chapter besides they come with a plan to do with these things, and that pretty much ends it. So. I mean, any thoughts about Amethera or, I mean, because there's a lot to talk about there. Um, well, I mean, or, or the plan. I want to know what was said to Amethera to really shut her down the way she got mm. shut down. Yeah. I feel like Elaine put the fear of the queen in her. Like, I, I'm so curious. Yeah. But assuming she takes her position back at some point and holds some sort of power in that area. Um, so this is an alliance that our, our little team has, at least Elaine has in her pocket. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, even a couple years down the line, if Elaine needs something and this panarch is still in power, it's a, it's a simple pigeon call and she's going to get what she needs from her. So it's, it's, a, yeah. it's that borderline, you know, and I don't even think it's so much. Thank you for rescuing me. I think there's a little bit of fear there also, a uh, little intimidation, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. Maybe some respect, so. who knows? But yeah. I think Elaine's got her in her pocket now. That, yeah, that might pan out in the future. Okay. After that, his voice you think we're done now with Tanchico? Do you think we're done with Tanchico? You think like at this point they all go their separate ways and the girls Maybe, go back you know, to the tower? Here's the thing. I feel like we're gonna get some flashing into the lives of the, the Black Aja. Ooh. What do you think's gonna happen with Megedian? That's a good question. Sure. <laughs> no theories there okay i mean like i said i think we're gonna in the next couple of books are gonna take a twist and we're gonna start seeing things from the other side i, I could see Morgedian trying to um team up with especially naive okay um yeah yeah i could see that happening i don't know well you know as we come to the end of the girls story where do you where do you think they're going from here i mean so we don't have many chapters left if this is all we get from the end of Elaine and Nynaeve um, for the rest of this book there's not an obvious way forward I don't think Okay. Um, you know it might be dependent on what happens with everybody else uh, back in Edmondsfield or with Rand and the Waste and wherever else they go gosh I don't know yeah, I think, you know, maybe there's a trip back to Tarvalon and they just find out how effed up it is or an attempt to go back to Tarvalon and they run into Amberlynn and Loghain along the way, something like that, and join forces with them. Who knows? Okay. That's a possibility. Okay. But Interesting. I don't know. I did Chris, did you pick up on any? What were, what were her three choices? I'm sorry. Nothing had three choices. Tarvalon, Tyr, or Lan. That's it. She's Tarvalon. That's choices. Oh, right, 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 right. That's yeah. right. The land part. That's why I couldn't think of Oh, she always be hung up on that. <laughs> I think, you know, inevitably they're going to go back towards Rand and, I mean, Rand and Clint. Yeah. So, and then they'll learn what they don't know. Long. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else from this or any questions you have, Nakomi, or any anything else we missed from this chapter? Or I mean, it's not a whole lot, but. Um, the, the seals, I was basically just trying to remember myself. Like, I would have to, like, read through the books again. Myself, just to try to try to figure out the count on the seals at the time. And, uh, four were left and three were broken. So I'm like, I'm like, who has the other four? Or at least she knows. Right. Yeah. Three are broken. So basically, yeah. 
What's up? Where are they? What's up with her dismissing Bill Doman really quick? Like Bill Doman's like, oh, I I do be had that one time, you know, once upon a time. Sure. One of those. And did. she and she goes, she goes, whatever. Yeah, no, it's like he didn't. Like and <laughs> she doesn't question him anymore. She doesn't. She just she just lets it go. This is why. Look, and if she used to become an Aes Sedai, this is why the Aes Sedai don't know where the any of them are, because they're just so careless and nonchalant. Be like, oh, you have information about a seal? Yeah, I don't want to hear it. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Let's not talk about it. Screw you. Yep. <laughs> how do you yeah. how do you brush that off? You just don't. Yeah. yeah. But she did. But she did. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Kind of funny. Well, favorite characters. Let's go to that then. Who's your favorite character from these uh, these, these chapters? It's a hard one to pick. I mean, I really, really, really like the battle scene with Nynaeve. So, like, I want it to be her. But at the same time, I like the fact that um, Elaine stepped a very queenly persona and put her foot down and is making stuff happen. So it's okay. kind of a toss-up to me, too. I'm going to have to go with Jeannie Cade, the black Aja that fired the elephant cannon and <laughs> almost took her fucking arm off and tumbled down the stairs with it. Pew, pew, fuck, oh, oh my God. Let's see. I don't know how to use this thing. Oh, there she is. Yeah, the, the comic relief. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm going with. <laughs> Definitely. Same here. Yeah. <laughs> Same here. There you go. <laughs> well, next time on the Wood Reads, we'll only be doing one chapter, and it's a long chapter, and it's a lot that happens in this chapter. And the chapter title is Golden Eyes, and we can guess where we're going from here. So, um, yeah, Golden, Golden Eyes. Eyes. I don't know. What's what those golden eyes? Misty Mountains. We're finally go to the Misty Mountains. Thomas. I I I I thought it was Pierce Brosnan, you know, going and trying to uh... Alan, you should know exactly where we're going because you know all the fucking spawn points. <laughs> like we just show up and you immediately shoot us with the golden fucking gun and then you run to the next spawn point. And fuck it, I don't even like playing anymore. It's not fun. <laughs> Uh, good old golden eye. Then, if you're not there, you have like those, like, what are the little laptop things you throw out? And there's the little the remote like, mines? automatic, the re- yeah, yeah. The remote mines, yeah, yeah. Screw you, man. <laughs> Newer like see, spawn points. I'd for. like to see you try that shit on Rainbow Road with me. I'll yeah, fuck you up, Some Mario Kart. That's the one thing about uh, Golden Eye 64 was that the spawn points were really predictable. So once you learn the the trick of it, you could just go to the next spawn point as soon as you kill someone and be waiting for them. <laughs> Not, cool. Not cool. Anyway, um, yeah. So thank you, Nakomi, or call me Nakomi, for coming on. Um, it's always a pleasure to have guests on. It's always a pleasure to have fellow content creators. And where can people find you? Um, thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. Um, it was. Great being on your on your show. Um, you got your you know you guys way. Uh, find me on YouTube at Call Me Nakomi. Instagram at Call Me Nakomi. If I ever, it's basically Call Me Nakomi one. Um, so okay, you can find me if you if you find me. Yeah, yeah, guys, go All check right. her out. Yeah, go check her out. Um, yeah, go check out her videos. Uh, she has she has a good amount of will time stuff up there. So it's uh. Always, always fun to have. I uh, subscribed earlier, but I need my gatekeeper to tell me what I can and can't watch. Oh uh, yeah, you have to, you have to watch over spoilers. Um, Mine is full of spoilers. It's full of spoilers. But, you know, full reader thing. But I mean, hey, uh, with in in five years, we'll check it out. Yeah, 
it yeah the show stuff you'll be able, you'll be, yeah the show stuff you'll be able to watch but uh yeah five years you'll be able to watch all of it <laughs> yeah yeah so but i it. but i enjoy so you guys you guys um, just discover the, the the um the book either way i'm here for i'm here for your guys oh thank yeah. you well thank you We're so like, it's been a fun ride yeah yeah, yeah. Well, how we can be found, we can found the Wheel of Reads everywhere. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all those fun places. We can also be emailed at thewheelofreads at gmail.com. Um, you can email me. It might go to my junk folder, which a lot of people, the first time they email me, it does. Um, and I don't check that often. So I'm sorry if I don't respond right away. If it comes to my regular inbox, I do. If it doesn't, then it's whenever I remember. Oh, yeah, I should check that. Um, but yeah, go ahead and email me. Um, I'm happy to talk to anybody. Especially about Wheel of Time. Um, yeah, if you email about other stuff, I might not respond. <laughs> Depending on what it is. Um, and then also, we can be found at the wheel, our www.thewheelreads.com. Uh, that's our website, um, which actually just redirects you to thegreatblight.com, our content creator page there. But you can find links to every all our stuff there. You can find links to um, our, our Discord, which is a great community. Um, 500 or almost 600 people are in there. Um, and... We, we have lots of first-time readers. We have roles for first-time readers. So if you wanted to come in and post your thoughts somewhere and, and interact with other first-time readers, it's a great place to be. Um, plus, we have all sorts of other fun things. Uh, we do movies from time to time on our movie uh, channel. Uh, we have a special movie channel. We'll show movies. Um, I was supposed to do one last weekend, but my in-law stopped by. And, yeah, uh, we'll do it next weekend, maybe, if I remember if I don't forget. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, also you can find links to ways to support us. Uh, we do have merchandise. I do give it away a lot, but if you don't want to wait and try to win a giveaway, you can always just go buy it. Um, those links are on our website as well. It's pretty cool stuff. It's some cool stuff. You can get some t-shirts, some, some frosty mugs, all sorts of fun stuff there. Um, and we do ship anywhere in the world. Uh, I think I have to check on that. I guess maybe if you're North Korea, we can't ship there. I don't know. Um, but go and try to order. <laughs> Who knows? Um, and then also Patreon is the best way of supporting us in the entire world. We have um, uh, lots of benefits there for being a patron of ours, such as listening to us live. Um, that's for $1 a month. You can listen to us live uh, for $5 a month. You can get early access to our video episodes. Um, uh, I don't post those anywhere else, but to our patrons. So if you want to actually nice. see us record, you have to pay to see that because otherwise I'm not just going to give that to you guys. Um, so that's, that's at a higher level. And then of course up from there, you get things like yeah, merch, merch and all sorts of other things, other benefits. So um, go check it out. Um, links there. <laughs> and then, um, yeah. Um, like us, subscribe to us, whatever you do. Yeah. Share us with your friends. Yeah. And that's all I got until next time. Peace. Okay, bye. I hope you enjoyed the show and thank you for listening to The Wheel Reads. See y'all next time. Can't get there from here. Six, five, four, four seven, three, two. Hey, that one went straight down. Yeah. Interesting.
Well, welcome everybody on Discord. Yeah, um, obviously we did a little reaction video and you guys couldn't hear what we were doing, um, but uh, it was just for fun. Uh, we do have Colmy Nakomi with us tonight and I'll introduce her once I start the show. But right now I just wanted to uh, get a new recording session going. Um, hope everybody's doing great. Um, also for you, uh, Nakomi, do you want to be called Call Me Nakomi or just Nakomi or what do you prefer for the show? It's just Call Me Nakomi. Nakomi is fine. <laughs> The Kobe's fine. Okay. Yeah, the, the name okay. literally tells you what she to do. She tells now. you what to call her. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it literally she, says these directions are pretty simple. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> She's like, and this guy runs this. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Kobe's fine, guys. Just go ahead. I'm, I'm in the background, just trying. Yeah. Make any wrong steps in yeah. this show. Yeah. No, nope, glad to be here. The friends in my head, so it's all good. Go ahead. All right, <laughs> good deal. Well, as far as what I'm drinking tonight, I, I was drinking an El Guapo, which is a um, local uh, brewed beer, but I'm almost empty, so now I'm switching over to mango. Truly, so yeah. I'm going with drinking some Victory <laughs> There you go. I got I got an IPA, a citrus IPA right now, and then I'm switching to a Golden Monkey. Belgian okay. style triple ale, nine and a half percent. Oof. Mm. It's gonna peach, be a long night. Peach tea, and I switched to the is it It's gonna be a fun. Yeah, McLuhan Scotch. It's really good. The Highlander. Nice. Yeah. Oh, it's so smooth. Yeah. All right. Are you guys ready to go ahead and start the episode? Yeah. Let's do it. All right. So we'll take a brief pause. Um, for you, Nakomi, what I'll do is I'll do a couple of little housekeeping things, and then I will introduce you, let you talk about your YouTube station, and just talk all about what you do, and then we'll, we'll just move on from there. And then feel free at any time to butt in, interrupt us, and um, ask questions. Do not spoil them. That's the only rule. <laughs> other, than that, spoil. other than that, everything cool. goes. And I'm just trying not <laughs> to. only rule. <laughs> That is the only rule. You can ask some questions, add whatever you want. You know, this was a favorite scene of mine. I like this. Did you notice that? Anything like that? Oh, it's fine. Fair game. Yeah, nudge in a week. Yeah. If you slip up, just know. Yeah, Chris and I won't be upset. Alan might a little bit, but really, the majority of the folks on here will be okay with it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sure they will. I'm sure All they right. will. Yeah. So let's yeah. do a brief pause and I dropped the ball on the first on the first one. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll do a brief pause Ram, and we'll Ramp dies in book seven. Ah, oh, shit! So let's face them in the. <laughs> Alan, we gotta read faster. Come on. <laughs> All right. And then also we do share yeah, personal life. You, you get yeah, we do we do share personal life. It's up to you whether you want to share that or not. Um um it's up to you if you want to add anything or not. I'll ask you, but if you say, No, I got nothing, that's fine. We'll just move on. So with that being said, brief pause and I'll jump right in. All right.